Hello everyone, how are you? I'm okay. Um, it's been a lovely day, really lovely day. Um, just got back from a gorgeous walk. We went along um, the coast, the boys and Herb and I went along the coast. Um, up along the cliffs. We walked all the way to um, the lighthouse in St Margaret's. It was really gorgeous, quite fuzzy, uh, hazy, really. Really hot. And then back along into the woods, I made um, a den with Reuben. It was really great, actually, just to get out of the house. Um, We stayed away from everyone, obviously. Um, But it was fantastic just to just to get out of the house and stretch our legs. Um, So it was great, really great. So I feel like I've done a proper walk. Um, The boys are tired out, which is good. They're like dogs, really. They need to be walked, fed, um, and they need sleep. That's it. That's what they need. And cuddled. Um, yeah, so that's really good. It's great weather, so that really, really helps. Um, yeah, all, all is well. All is well. I've had my first uh, Cadbury's. Oh, is it Cadbury's? Fries, raspberry cream. Just had it now to reward myself for my walk. Um, which was really nice. Mm. So I'm happy. So let us tackle um, Sonnet 12. Um, okay, so Sonnet 12, Sonnet 12. Um, Right, I'm on the wrong sonnet, here I am. Okay. When I do count the clock that tells the time and see the brave day sunk in hideous night, when I behold the violet past prime and sable curls all silvered o'er with white, when lofty trees I see barren of leaves, which erst from heat did canopy the herd, and summer's green all girdled up in sheaves, born on the bier with white and bristly beard. Then of thy beauty do I question make, that thou among the wastes of time must go, since sweets and beauties do do themselves forsake and die as fast as they see others grow. And nothing against time's scythe can make defence, save breed to brave him when he takes thee hence. There we go. So that's not as awful as yesterday's one 
which was um, really, I spoke about it with my mum actually, which was really, and we decided it was really um, pandering to the uh, elite yesterday, wasn't it, with the poor people, the rough and the and the poor people and the ugly people. So obviously the the person the, the friend that he's talking to, the beautiful friend, is one of the aristocracy. Um yeah. So he's obviously writing for the one of the elite one of the court. Um, so let's look at this one. When I do count the clock that tells the time, when I notice at the clock and when I look at the clock and I notice time ticking away, and see the brave day sunk in hideous night, and see splendid day sink into hideous night. So this again is time. This is all about time ticking away, ticking on. Um, when I behold the violet past prime, when I see the violet, violet is a flower which is quite purple and regal um, and, and um, noble, past prime, wilt and curly uh, and sable curls or silvered o'er with white and curly black hair turn white with age. When lofty trees I see barren of leaves, and when I see tall trees that once provided shades for herds now barren of leaves, which erst from heat did canopy the herd, um, and summer green all girded up in sheaves, as if the summer itself were an old man being carried off to his grave. Uh, born on the bier with white and bristly beard. Um, and the summer crops tied up and hauled to the barn as if summer itself were an old man being carried off to his grave born in the beer with white and bristly beard then of thy beauty do I question make then I have doubts about the fate of your beauty that thou among the wastes of time must go since you too will have to undergo the ravages of time you too will have to face what happens to time naturally since sweets and beauties do themselves forsake um, sweet and beautiful creatures don't stay that way and die as fast as they see others grow they die as fast um, as they see others die as well they don't know they don't um, stay beautiful. And nothing against time's scythe can make defence. There's no defence against time's destructive power. 
except perhaps uh, save breed to breed, save to have children, to brave him when he takes thee hence, except to perhaps to have children, to have to defy t- uh, time when he takes you away, so to live vicariously throughout a child. Um, so there you go. Um, it's not so horrible as yesterday's. It's kind of uh, a nature, going through nature. I'm not not using nature so horribly as the one yesterday. Um, yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's not... It's not one of his best, um, but it's certainly not as nasty as yesterday's one. So, um, I was thinking, going along with yesterday um, and with um, the William, um, Winston Churchill poem that I found for you, um, I thought about certainly the sacrifices that had been made before in terms of people um, and what they have, what people in the past, the type of sacrifices that they have made um, in the past. And um, I was thinking about whether or not there was a poem that was going to be suitable that I could find that was that would be suitable, and I found one which is actually a sonnet, um, and it's um, called the anthem for doomed youth, um, and it's um, it's by a guy called um, Wilfred Owen, who was a British officer, and he entered the war full of enthusiasm and patriotism. So he entered full of love for his country and enthusiasm for the war. Um, But that quickly became more realistic. He became more realistic about the war um, as the reality of war uh, quickly. He he experienced the reality of war in World War I. And this anthem for doomed youth, youth um, was a poem that he wrote when he was recovering from shell shock in a Scottish hospital in 1917. And less than a year later, Owen was killed in battle. Um, days before the, the end of World War One. Now, a sonnet is usually associated with love and romance. So the fact that uh, Wilfred Owen is using a sonnet for this poem is quite ironic um, in the fact that he has chosen a sonnet form to... um, to house this poem. World War One saw the death of 17 million people worldwide and the poem makes a clear statement that war is a hellish and futile waste of human life 
when we when we look back at World War One, we can think about the sacrifices that we are asked to be. We asked we're being asked to make now. Um, for example, um, at the school that my dad works in, Dover College, um, the youngest student who lost his life there was the age of 12 um, because he lied about his age and left with his schoolmates um, who were 16 and so he, he lied about his age and didn't survive no I find this awful because obviously I teach a lot of 12 year olds and it breaks my heart, absolutely breaks my heart that somebody at the age of 12 would be on the battlefield. Um, So I, I think about the sacrifices that a 12 year old was asked to make then and then I think about the sacrifices we're being asked to make which is to stay at home and I think that we can put things into perspective Um, and I know it's difficult um, now and I know it's tough for us and I'm sure that people are finding it difficult Um, but I think that uh, we must put things into perspective and think about how actually lucky we are. Okay, so this this poem um, where Wilfred Owen was, was recovering from shell shock. Um, so this is what he's, he's, he's understood the reality, how awful war actually is after thinking that actually war was going to be really, really fun and he's realised that actually it's not. Um, so, he wrote this. What passing bells for these who die as cattle. Only the monstrous anger of the guns. Only, only the stuttering rifles rapid fire. And patter out their hasty horizons. No mockeries now for them, no prayer, nor bells, nor any voice of mourning save the choirs, the shrill, demented choirs of wailing shells and bugles calling for them from sad shires. What candles may be held to speed them all? Not in the hands of boys, but in their eyes Shall shine the holy glimmers of goodbyes. The pallor of girls' brows shall be their pall. Their flowers, the tenderness of patient minds. And each slow dusk, a drawing down of blinds.
So he's saying, what passing bells for these who die as cattle? So what bells ringing out for those people who are being shot, those boys who are being shot as cattle? Only the monstrous anger of the guns, only the only the stuttering rifles, rapid rattle, can patter out their hasty orisons. No mockeries now for them, no prayers or bells, nor any voice of mourning save the choirs shrill, demented choirs of wailing shells and bugles calling them from sad shires. So, at that time, there were lots of anthems, lots of hymns. So he's, he was talking about them, the mockeries, no prayers, no bells. And he's saying that there's not going to be any of those Um, just the shrill, demented choirs of wailing shells. What candles may be held to speed them all? Not in the hands of boys, but in their eyes. So no, he's talking about what happens in church and where you'd have um, boys holding candles. But you'll just see um, the fire uh, light in their eyes, like the the gunshot light in their eyes, shall shine the holy holy glimmer, glimmers of goodbyes. Just you'll see the reflection of gunshot in their eyes. The pallor of girls' brows shall be their pool. So a pall, the pall, is the um, the cloth that goes over um, the um, coffin. So, so the pallor of girls' brows. So the sadness, the tears that a girl cries, that a girl will cry, will be the cloth. So that will be the covering. So her misery will be will have to be the at home will have to be the, the covering that goes over um, the coffin the coffin because it won't actually happen. There'll be nobody weeping for these people because they won't actually get home. They'll, their bodies will lie there. Their flowers, the tenderness of patient minds, and each slow dusk the drawing down of blinds. Yeah, so it's a drawing down of blinds. So people not really understanding, not understanding what's going on. Because the anthems will ring ho- hollow. Um, he says, 
Owen says that nobody's ever going to really know what was going on because it was just so awful and the anthems will ring so hollow because of the horror of what's going on. So the people at home will have no, no real understanding and the people at war won't have a really true goodbye. Um, so it's a sad, it's a sad poem, it's a sad sonnet um, that shows us um, the waste of human life the waste of human life through the excess of war. Okay. Right, guys. Um, enough, enough of that. Okay, on that on that note, um, I'm going to leave you. I hope you're okay. Um, I want you to keep safe. I want you to give your loved ones a hug. Um, it's Easter weekend. So, um, yeah, it's chocolate time. I've got enough chocolate now, so I'm, I'm really super happy about that. Um, yeah, and I shall speak to you tomorrow. Stay gorgeous, guys. Take care. Bye.